Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today my guest is the co-founder of videosocials.net a community of professionals video blogging together fun and done welcome vic to the show how are you doing today i'm doing well thank you for having me on well thank you and it's my pleasure to have you and Oh my gosh, I was just talking about this earlier about videos and getting myself out there into the world and actually using the Instagram instead of just posting graphics <laughs> and everything. I'm like, I, I've been hearing a lot. The biggest yeah. thing to attract new audiences and to engage with your audience, you need to show your face. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the next best thing to being in person is being on video. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not on a uh, video call right now. <laughs> uh, no, don't worry about it. I don't even have a camera set up on this new system that I got going on. Um, I just recently transferred from a uh, MacBook laptop with a built-in sure. camera to a desktop right. with two monitors. And I'm like, mm. oh, there's no little camera there on my well, either two monitors. So that's going to change fairly soon. <laughs> yeah. But tell me, how did this video socials.net started? Sure. Well, I'm going to ask you a question first. Okay. I love that. <laughs> if I may. Um, so why haven't you done video yet? Um, you know what? It's, it's all about self-confidence. And okay. um, to me, it's, I've always been shy in the, in the camera. I like the person sure. taking the picture. Yeah. And yeah. I, I pride myself with taking good pictures and stuff. Right. And I've, I've heard that before. But when it comes to taking a photo or video, I know I did a video for somebody um, when I did a juice cleanse. And I was like, oh, my God, we're doing this right now. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that's no problem. Don't worry. It's going to be all cool. And I'm like okay and in that moment you're like okay i i, I can speak to people but right when it comes to the camera i'm just like i shy away and i i need to get more involved yes yeah there's a lot of that deer in headlights feeling mm-hmm. and you know none of us want to be embarrassed and we always want to get it right and you know especially if we're really good at what we do it's been a while since we've done anything that is uncomfortable or new or that we're bad at and it's, you know, even worse than being like new and uncomfortable and bad at something that no one knows here. It's like, by definition, people are going to see it, or at least that's the point of people eventually seeing it. And so it's like, well, you're kind of like practicing in front of people in real time. It's like, Hey, I'm you know, here at Carnegie hall and it's my first time on the piano. <laughs> Come watch me, you know, and mm-hmm. it's going to sound awful. It's going to be awful. And mm-hmm. I think that's the number one hesitation and thus procrastination of why people, especially kind of your everyday professionals, you know, I think the Gen Z kids who are like taking over TikTok, they're kind of growing up with being on video in a way that even millennials aren't kind of used to. You know, millennials are like the Facebook generation and the Gen Z is kind of after them. And I think a lot of, a lot of folks older, and I'm more Gen X, but a lot of like older folks, you know, the OK Boomer crowd, um, 
you know, they're still thinking like millennials are like children, you know, like maybe, you know, in their parents' basement and boomerang kids. And they're not, they're, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know where you fit in, but millennials are kind of in their mid to late 20s up to uh, late 30s. And so they're working professionals uh, just like Gen X and uh, anything in between up to kind of the boomers. And for us ilk, you know, we haven't grown up with being on video like constantly and the thought of it scares us to death especially when we are meant to be, you know, it's not like a silly selfie video of like, hey, look at me, I'm at lunch or I'm at the beach. It, it's we're conveying substantive knowledge through a video blog makes it even more scary because first of all, we want to get the substance right, the, the actual knowledge correct. And then it's the presentation style and it's all this craziness. And, and a lot of it's like head trash, you know, a lot of it is not real because uh, it is once people get the swing of it relatively easy and once they do one or two videos they're going to be okay they're not just you know they won't be awful and they may not be you know as full of pizzazz as like you know tony robbins or simon sinek or something where they're mm. a ted talker but they're going to be themselves and you know hopefully that's a good thing and their sincerity will come through their their passion will come through and you know, our members of Video Socials are mainly attorneys and accountants and consultants. And so they're blogging about some pretty serious matters. And, you know, they may have a, a fun personality so they can bring some pizzazz to it. But there's only so much pizzazz you can bring to, like, a tax accounting you know, question or, like, you know, a question about, um, you know, the different types of bankruptcies. You know, there's only so much pizzazz. But you don't need that much pizzazz because for someone who's going through a serious situation who's wondering if I should hire this attorney or bring on that accountant or bring on that type of IT or management consultant. You know, I'm that, you know, if I'm going through some situation, I don't really care that you have a lot of finesse and suave affair or whatever that phrase is. I just want to know that you know your stuff and that I can trust you and that I can talk to you and that you're approachable. Um, and I can ask you questions that I see our personalities can jive a little bit. And it's okay if you're not a movie star. Maybe that's a good thing. And and so we got started, and finally answer your question. Uh, we started video socials out of necessity because we were, and we still are, a traditional blogging company. We're a content marketing company where we would interview our clients over the phone and turn what they say into optimized articles, solving the challenge that you know they didn't have the time to sit down and write their own articles, but their articles had to have their expertise and preferably their personality and it has to stay within some type of compliance obligation. Lawyers, accountants, financial folks, they all have stuff that they can't say, must say. And so phone blogging, phoneblogger.net, is essentially what my company has been for years. Um, with the advent of all these algorithms changing where social media now prefers video and prioritizes video, and uh, Google now puts YouTube clips on top of search engines at position zero, as it's come to be known. Um, and, and email, you, know, you put the word video in a subject line and it skyrockets, skyrockets the open rates and click-through rates. The whole world of internet marketing and word-of-mouth marketing is shifted toward video. And so we started telling our clients two years ago, hey, you know, go to a videographer, get some videos done, and, you know, we'll get it on YouTube and we'll do the rest of what we do. Their email newsletters, their social media, their blogging on their website. And literally, like, maybe not zero, but one of our clients actually did it. The rest of them, didn't have the time to do it, like a half day in a studio that they had to travel to. They didn't have the budget to do it. Um, 
and you know they didn't want to do video in the first place so <laughs> the fact that they didn't want to do it was probably the first stopgap uh or the stopping to it uh and then you add the time and budget and you know and it's kind of a good thing because if they did it once they would never do it again it's like you know going to the shower slipping once you never want to do that again mm -hmm. so they didn't want to do video and so we had to figure out a fast fun way of getting them to do video blogging and we say it together fun and done yeah and you know i fall into the millennials and um it's interesting how what you said with gen x the ones after us it's like you know they're really um really putting themselves out there and it, it, you know if you were to ask the millennials when they were in preschool what they wanted to be when they grow when they want to when they would grow up wow um it would be an astronaut a doctor um i don't know police officer etc but when you ask these uh the next generation it's more like oh i want to be a youtube star i want to be an yeah. uh, artist i want to be you know they're they're becoming creative of what's around them so i know yeah. the biggest one right now preschoolers are saying well, I want to become a YouTube star because they yeah. see other kids their age on YouTube reviewing toys and they're sure. making tons of money. So it's like, right. it's crazy how things shifted. Yeah. I, and I, I think this concept of uh, being content creators and not just content consumers is a pretty radical shift. You know, you know, it's kind of without getting too far off track, you know, the Gutenberg press of whatever, uh, time that was um that was a big shift because that was you know mass production of the written word and then you had the first advent of like, i'm sure there were other inventions in between that made a big radical shift in communication and and content creation but then you had the internet and kind of even more so now uh becoming that much more easier where we have a full studio in our pocket or or in our purse with these uh, smartphones mm -hmm. it, it's pretty pretty radical yeah, and I can see that with the podcasting uh, world as well, where I use Anchor, and I'm proud to use Anchor, even though I don't get sponsored by them. But I Not can yet. say Anchor, Anchor has really made it so easy for me to start a podcast by just sure. using my phone. And I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, I don't need the expensive equipment. I don't need right. anything. And until this day, I don't use expensive equipment. I just upgraded my mic, yeah. and, and it's been amazing. Exactly, Angelica. It's, it, and we see the exactly, see exactly the same thing when it comes to video blogging. We do video socials on Zoom, which we happen to be on right now, right, by, yeah. by voice. So we use it by Zoom. So if, if any of us have ever been on like a, a video conference call on Zoom, a video socials uh, club meeting has a very similar feel. Maybe it's not as chaotic as your average conference call. Ours tends to be pretty regimented, but it's a lot of fun. It's um, essentially like a round table that you would have in person, except you, you get to see everybody in this uh, Hollywood Squares Brady Bunch grid. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we go one by one and, and each person takes a turn. It's, it's run by someone on my staff, a tech host. So none of our members have to worry about clicking start or stop on recording. That itself can be distracting. Um, and so all they have to do is come prepared with two bullet points on a post-it note and present a topic, a two-minute topic. And then they're going to get some feedback from another member in that uh, club. And of course, everyone's on their laptops from wherever they work, this mm -hmm. virtual video room. And so they get feedback, uh, marketing feedback on what they did well to keep doing, what to improve for next time. And then they get a, a, a round of applause, uh, which is a great vote of confidence. And, and they get to, to hear 
if uh, that was postable or it's a step in the right direction. It was just practice. And, you know, practice is so, sort of a euphemism. It's kind of like, hey, try again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't want to be discouraging. We want to say, hey, look, at least you tried, you practiced. And, you know, you're going to hone it and you're going to be that much better the next time with the same topic. And after they do that topic, one or two dress rehearsals, it's pretty good. And then they get into the groove where they can pretty much do it in one take. And, and, and they get practiced enough where if they flub up a word, not a big deal. They know, you know, it happens in everyday conversation. Roll with it. You know, maybe you make a joke of it. Maybe you just ignore it. Either way, just kind of go with it. And, and two minutes goes by fast. We actually give each person up to three minutes uh, so that they can uh, kind of ease into it. And then as they're working their soundbite muscle, they can get to the two-minute mark. Or if they want to post on Instagram and it's not IGTV, they got to be under a minute. And, you know, that's a different muscle to flex as well. And mm-hmm. so it's very similar to kind of what you're saying, how easy Anchor makes it with podcasting. I'd like to think video socials makes it easy with uh, Zoom. And that's part one. Uh, because, you know, everyone's recording their video blogs together, fun and done, in about 45 minutes. Uh, but then everyone gets a link to their own video on a private preview page, meaning you know, when you're recording the video, you get to see everyone. It's very comfortable, especially as uh, people do it. They get to know each other, um, and everyone gets to see them, of course. But the final video is just that one presenter, a talking head, if you will. Everyone else is hidden and on mute, uh, so they're able to post it as their own subject matter expert video blog. And I could talk to you more about the bells and whistles of, of Brander, which is uh, part two, which is a video branding app that we have. Um, but that's kind of the concept of video socials. Wow, but that's fantastic because, you know, I find Zoom and any other um, recording program that can host that many people um, and having them to be displayed on the cameras, like you mentioned, little squares, it kind of, it really does help because I've done interviews where I show face and I, because I need to build up that confidence and being able to be okay with myself. And, you know, I'm one of those people that, um, that really deal with a lot of like, being able to love yourself and that's a whole new different topic, but just the yeah. gist of it being, cause I, my, my goal is to become a public speaker. So reason why I started podcasting is quite, is really get out of my shell, get out of the social anxiety and then also, okay, let me start doing video to gain that confidence because that moment I get called up for a gig and I'm not prepared. Well, you're never prepared, but having the basics and being able just to, kind of go out there and say, yeah, instead of in front of one person, you're going to be out there between minimum five all the way to maybe a hundred who you don't know. You don't know your audience until you're there, but at least I, you know, I've always wanted to start the process and it's just so hard. And, you know, no matter how many people could say to me, well, you did such a great job to me, it's never (laughs) enough because that's just the person that I am. People can say, oh my God, this episode was amazing. But then I'm thinking of like, the little any bitty stuff that I could have improved on, but sometimes Absolutely. I'm like, how can I just get past this and then just enjoy <laughs> the compliment and say, yeah, you know what, I did do a good job. <laughs> yeah, and I and, and I I take this as an opportunity to invite you to be a guest on Video Socials and, and kind of experience it for yourself. I'd love for you to um, uh, really understand what we're doing because I, you're not alone, and I think all your listeners will, to the T, agree with everything that you're just saying. It's, you know, we all know intellectually, it's a lot of like head trash. You still with me? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, I just want to make sure I get my headset going again. <laughs> so sorry about this. Uh, I got a phone call and interrupted everything. So 
let me just uh, double check that I got everything going. Can you, can you still hear me now? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, great. Yeah, so I was going to say that, you know, we know intellectually that it's all, you know, we're psyching ourselves out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but then we're still trapped in it, so to speak. So from that mm-hmm. aspect, it's like, how, look, I don't have a, a handy answer uh, to it other than to some extent, you know, it becomes, um, um, you know, practice, I guess, because yeah. as you, you have to jump into the water and splash around a little bit mm-hmm. and hopefully you have some type of a lifeguard there so that you don't drown. But luckily, it's, you know, I don't have to stretch the metaphor too much because it's not going to be that bad. And we never force any of our members to post any of the videos uh, that they record. And we're not doing literally a Facebook Live. It's more simulated live. And what I mean by that is Brander, that the app part of what we do at Video Socials, um, everyone you know, is able to see their video on a private preview page. Uh, you're able to type in the title uh, of the topic, and that gets branded right onto the video. At the end of the video, our technology adds your logo and contact information. And a lot of our members have to show professional disclaimers, and that gets added to the videos automatically, like lawyers, accountants, financial guys, they will all, all have stuff. But then it's push-button posting to the social media platforms. Because a lot of our members are not all that tech-savvy, so just to hand them a, a video, even a branded video, it's like, well, now what? Uh, for them to download it and upload it, just that, it's a lot of mumbo-jumbo. They don't need to do that. It's all uh, connected to the major social media. They click the YouTube button, and it posts onto YouTube, their channel, our channel. It depends on uh, what they have, but it's automatic. Um, it takes this recording. You click the Facebook button, and it'll stream this pre-recorded video as a Facebook Live video um, on their Facebook profile or their page or their group, wherever they want. And they're, they are indeed live. You know, they could chat in real time to all the people who uh, correspond with them. But it's using a recorded rehearsed video, which enables them to take advantage of the Facebook Live algorithm and the feeling of being live without the scary feeling of being live, if that makes sense. And it's a nice way for our members to kind of ease into uh, the concept of being real-time live. Well, that's a great concept because, uh, you know, I can imagine, like, it's so scary pressing the live button if you're not, your face is not there. It's great to press it when you're like, oh my God, I see, I don't know, a grizzly bear, you know, having a raccoon on his back and, you know, you're just like, I got to record this. But when it comes to you being part of that whole shenanigans of this grizzly bear having a raccoon on his shoulder, on his back, you're just like, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's, so we do say we do welcome people to come and as a guest, you would present after all the members. We, we uh, always assure our visitors who we, who we call guests that uh, they don't have to present a video blog. Um, they're going to be watching for like half, half an hour because it's a 45 minute meeting. So they're going to watch other people who are extremely prepared. And they themselves, as guests, I always have to warn guests, like, look, you're going to feel unprepared because literally you're watching people who came prepared. Like, this is what they do on a week-to-week basis. They are members. So you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, I don't have anything. I don't have notes or anything. You don't have to. Everyone knows you're a guest. So no one's expecting you to, you know, hit it out of the ballpark. Mm -hmm. When it's your turn, just introduce yourself. And, you know, sometimes even that is a bit much. and, And we used to say you could just observe. Um, but we still want that person to introduce herself or himself, 
because we're not a networking group where, I don't know if you've ever gone to these kind of networking groups where you sit down, you go around the room, you introduce yourself like an elevator pitch. You don't do that. Yeah. So people are going to be watching and wondering who you are. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's only six, seven people at, on a conference call. So it's not a huge crowd. Um, but we still want to know who you are. And it's also an opportunity to promote yourself, especially if you have your own business, your own practice. It's like six, seven well-connected, well-seasoned professionals. You know, it's, you know, with all deference to the, you know, all the kids out there, it's not a bunch of kids. These are kind of, you know, well-off, well-to-do, well-connected, well-seasoned professionals who uh, want to share everyone. And that's kind of part three of video socials. You know, you have these appointment roundtables, and then you have this brander app that brands the videos and gets it out there. And then you have the community cross-promotion where not only are you getting feedback and hopefully giving feedback, but the members really do want to help each other and start so they, as they get to know each other, they start clicking like and they start clicking share on each other's videos, really out of friendship, hopefully out of some relevance. Now, typically, there's usually some type of uh, intersection of relevance that the practice area, their expertise has something in common. Just by nature, you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, it kind of doesn't matter what kind of accounting or what kind of law, there's usually some type of overlap or at least uh, you know, connection, relevance. But, and, you know, as you know, I'm sure, you know, being on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, whatever, um, if I like your post, even let's say you're, I like your video post, obviously it's great for you. When I share your video, it multiplies the reach of your message to my whole audience. And so you are obviously happy with that and loving that. But there's also a selfish motive for me to share you because I also now come top of mind to my connections. So I kind of get what I want. And so that's a win-win. And then of course, someone in my circle of influence is naturally gonna learn a thing or two from your video blog. And so that's kind of a third win. It's a win-win-win. And because everyone kind of buys into that notion and understands that social media platforms reward that activity, they don't want you only just posting your own content. They actually love it when you're sharing someone else's content because that really shows this kind of, uh, you know, this, this social fabric, you know, this interweaving where it's a real stickiness of their users. So their algorithms are looking for that. Like when you're sharing someone else, that's awesome. It's a win-win for them too. So our members, you know, we're, we're not really, you know, one of those lead generation, referral generation networking groups, but we're a cross-promotion community um, where there's no obligation, it's not one of those engagement pods where you have to share everyone, tricking the system. People do it out of uh, pure relationships. I mean, it's very few instances, especially in the professional working world or in any context, where you're seeing the same group of like-minded professionals on a week-to-week basis. And you're very often seeing the same people. Our, our members pick a home club, and if they can't make it to their home club, they can visit another club. They can make up the miss. And when I say visit, I'm literally saying clicking a Zoom link. So there's no travel. Um, but because they're on a part of home club and they're doing this on a week-to-week basis, they start to get to know others and others start to get to know them and real relationships start developing, especially since we're talking about video. It's, it's just second to being in person. Um, it's kind of neat to watch that happen, that within three, four weeks, they're posting videos, people are sharing their videos, they're getting referrals out of it, they're getting comments, they're getting new business out of it. And it's like, wow, this kind of marketing actually works. Yeah, and I believe it because 
you know, after a couple of calls, I'm, I could imagine how many people are like, oh my gosh, like, why couldn't I get into this like years ago? Why couldn't I do this months ago? But it, it takes a lot of courage. And when you're starting something new, especially something like that, or even anything, you're kind of like, you're at one end of the teeter totter, you go into the middle and then you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to step back down. Like, yeah. you know, you're in that mode, but once you start and you get into it, you're obviously like, damn it. Why didn't I do this beforehand? I could have been doing this. I could have been doing that. But the beauty of it is just getting in there and, you know, following the steps that you provide. And then, um, you're just like on a roll. Now you just want to post yeah. videos. You don't care yeah. how you're looking. You don't really care. You're just sending that message because that message is right. what people want to hear about at the end of the right. day. Because for me, I've always had this persona of, you know, I work at a construction, um, in a construction site. So a lot of my listeners know that. And it's just like, you know, even my guests, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry, but this is how I look after I come home from work. And this is the, this is what you're getting. You're not getting anything better. So, you know, they're cool with it. And I love getting this the response of, no, it's okay. It's all good. Because then it makes actually makes me feel good because then it's like, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, on the call to impress anybody through video. Right. I'm just here to listen to you and tell me what you're providing and tell me what you can offer the listeners as well. And, you know, having this information information right now is kind of giving me that reassurance like you know what I need to step out of this comfort zone I need to get out there along with all my other podcaster friends because we're always thinking the same thing and oh that'd be cool we should do a, a video socials for podcasters that's a, that's something like a, yeah that would be really cool but let's bring like a, a dozen uh, podcasters together and and create a video social that would be really cool That'll be a good trial run. We could be your guinea pig, and um, yeah. that way you could say, "Hey, this could be something that it could be implemented, right?" Because yeah, yeah you I know, mean, you, obviously you want to do the whole episode, but you would do like an infomercial. You would do like a two-minute spotlight, which is perfect for social media to promote mm -hmm. the full podcast episode. Yeah, definitely. And it's so hard when you're trying to do that. But you know, I like this, and I like I like hearing about your success, where you know people are engaging with others and because I, it's true video is becoming a big thing and that's how you're going to attract new listeners you're going to attract new customers you're going to attract many new people and um i like the fact that the engagement part like they're sharing and it's true that linkedin whoever you're sharing or liking it's gonna you people are gonna see that yeah and it's yeah, and likewise on facebook like on, on all social media there it's all the same concept right yeah no for sure definitely and you know um, this is so awesome. I'm really interested and I'll definitely want to try out one of your calls to see oh, how this you. is. And, yeah. um, tell me the trends of the internet trends of 2020. Oh, wow. So it, it, it's, I've, I've kind of mentioned a couple of them, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's so one of the things that, uh, well, first of all, obviously video, like that's like probably the, the, the trend that is happening where, it's, you know, we've dedicated like a half an hour talking about it, right? So we know that that is very much a, a huge trend and not just a fad. Like, it's not going to suddenly go away where we're like, oh, yeah, I don't really need to see you anymore. <laughs> like, like it's, it's only going to be even more so and more live and more real time. That's going to happen more and more. The, uh, the other trend is, is um, understanding uh, the concept of, of search engine optimization and where that's going, where 
featured snippets become so much more important. I don't know if you know what featured snippets are in terms of metadata of websites and understanding um, the, the world of, of Google search engine optimization and the trend there is not only features snippets, but also the concept of position zero, which becomes really big between position zero and featured snippets. The reason it's so important, and position zero, just kind of use a little bit of marketing jargon for your listeners, it's all the stuff that comes up when you Google something um, and it's above the regular search engine results. It used to be that Google's motto was basically how quickly can we get people off of Google and it was in the specific contrast to Yahoo which um, was meant to be more of a portal and so it became um, you know a destination and kind of to this day my, my wife kind of uses uh, Yahoo as like a portal but Google was never meant to be that way. Google wanted to get people off of Google. But now that they essentially you know, run every type of application, they're keeping people on it. So when you ask Google a question, it'll kind of tell you an answer. Um, if not literally by voice, it's gonna say it figuratively on the screen. And all that kind of scraping of the information of websites, that's all position zero. Google Maps are the cards of Google My Business. That's position zero. And now YouTube is part of that position uh, zero. So from that aspect, that's a huge trend of how do you, it's not really hacking Google to be there, but it's using your website properly. And if literally, if you just Google the phrase position zero, you'll get tons of information in terms of if internet marketing and website marketing is really important to you and search engine traffic is really important to you and you don't know what I'm talking about in terms of position zero, I could share tons of links and all that, but you can pretty much Google it yourself. So those are the kind of the two really big things that are coming. In terms of other trends that you'll see, um, which is very related to what we were talking about in terms of authenticity, is, is the overarching world of personalized conversational marketing. And conversational marketing um, is kind of a play on words because it's not only the feeling of conversation, of being more colloquial and being more real in everyday conversation and kind of less corporate, less ivory tower, less professionally polished, uh, but it's also literally the chatbot world of having at least a chat system on your website, meaning you have an area that someone could text chat with you. And I'm a huge fan of text chat. I'm not a huge fan of the chatbot of kind of having AI take over um, mm -hmm. because I think it's just clunky right now. I think we'll get to a point at one, uh, one day where it is actually really conversational, but right now the bots at chatbot level is, is as wonderfully convenient as press one for this and press two for that. And it's just really annoying. And you just want to hit zero for the operator. And it's the same thing I feel in terms of using these chat boxes that I'm like, this is ridiculous. I just want to talk, talk to a real person. I don't care if that real person is in a developing country and it's just kind of after hours. And at least that person can direct me much more intelligently than a chatbot that is really just glorified if then. And so, however, the trend is there. And it's only going to increase. And as artificial intelligence and all that stuff catches up, that's going to be a huge trend. Um, I guess the, the fourth thing I'll leave you with, and, there, and there's a fifth I'll mention also, but the fourth thing um, is the way that email is going. Um, you know, email is kind of the unsexy stepchild of the world of social media, and especially in the marketing world, social media gets so much more hype and attention, and it's so cool. 
and it's doing all these cool things. And then you got like email just clunking along. And yet my line is more people check more email more times a day, more than any other social media network, uh, especially when it comes to um, kind of the economic decision makers, you know, the people that you really want to sell to. Yeah, there's kind of Gen Z that you maybe are marketing to, uh, but the people with real money uh, may not be Gen Z. Few of them, possibly the YouTube stars, as you mentioned, but a few of them uh, aside, the vast majority are checking email nonstop. And yet, as much effort as we want to talk about video and social, it's really video and email that becomes even more powerful. Right now, you can't literally embed a video in email. And so you're really just kind of putting an image, thumbnail, or an animated GIF that kind of simulates the movement of video and linking it to wherever the video is, on your blog, on YouTube, wherever. Um, but coming very soon is the AMP standard, AMP. And the AMP standard that Google is kind of um, essentially spearheading, um, and, and Gmail is already on AMP standard, and Outlook, uh, I want to say Outlook 360, Sixty is that the phrase? Yeah, um, or three sixty-five? I forget exactly the number. Uh, it's like the web-based version of Outlook. Um, it um, is going to be adopting that standard, but a lot of the major email systems, aside from that, have not adopted AMP. And what AMP is going to do is basically it's going to kind of be like a website in your inbox. So anything a website can do, like forms and things fillable and all the JavaScript mumbo jumbo stuff, where all the pizzazz of a website can happen right in your inbox. So you can embed things like a YouTube video and have widgets and forms and have chatbots and, and have a real counter and have like dynamic data happening right in your inbox, which for someone like me as a marketing professional, I get off on it. I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. I think for the everyday person, um, it doesn't, you know, doesn't really mean much except that right now, if you see how antiquated your email is, everything you, you do in your email is basically a link to a website. Nothing actually happens in your email itself. Well, that's literally in the midst of changing. The standard is already there, just not fully adopted. But you'll start seeing it literally within this year, 2020, and by kind of the end of 2021, it'll start becoming more of a standard. And so within the next two years, there's going to be this radical transformation of email, which I say it and I sound like ridiculous saying it, but it, there's a huge renaissance happening with email. And as much as social media is getting a lot of the hype right now, um, kind of like how LinkedIn was like the, like the ugly stepchild of the social media world. And now I start seeing that, you know, despite while it's still not that cool, people are recognizing it doesn't need to be cool. It's actually productive. It's like the revenge of the nerds. It's like, yeah, you know what? They grew up and like, you know, now they're controlling, you know, a lot of, a lot of powerful people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, hey, wow, this, this thing, you know, plugged along and you know, studied and did his homework every day. And look, he grew up and became successful. And that's exactly. what LinkedIn is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it actually makes money. It's not like Twitter just wondering how it can, you know, get sponsored posts. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it makes money in a very legitimate business way. Uh, in the same way, email is about to grow up and be a huge trend. Um, data visualization is kind of the other world that um, in terms of big data and how, how we can transform big data into like pretty charts is another trend. I'm just not as passionate about it because I don't really care too much about it, uh, but that is a huge trend that's happening. Those are kind of the four or five major trends that are really making and coming of its own in 2020. Thank you for asking, but um, of all of it, 
the video on socials, of course, because the video socials are the, kind of a, a big favorite of mine, and then email because it's part and parcel to what I believe your everyday professionals should take advantage of. Well, I really appreciate you giving me all this information. I was just like, this is better than what CNN is giving me right now. <laughs> like, seriously. Sorry, hopefully they talk too fast, but I'll try to fit it all in. No, I, no, it was great. Perfect. I loved it. But, you know, I, it's crazy how, like you, we mentioned already before, it's just video is now the next best thing. Um, I need to get myself out there, that's for sure. Get my face on video and all my social medias and where can the listeners find you? Because I'm pretty sure most of them are like, okay, hey, we need to get on videosocials.net. Once again, everybody, videosocials.net. That's where it's at. Where can they find yeah. you? <laughs> well, they can find me there. Uh, so uh, I'll let your uh, listeners in on a secret. When you go to videosocials.net, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's going to be a chat there, a chat box. Not mm-hmm. a chat box, but a chat box. <laughs> And I'm the bot of that that uh, fires up uh, the the box. Uh, so it, it, the first message you see is an automated one that says, "Hey, welcome to Video Social. Can I help you?" Uh, but then when you actually put something into that message box, I'm the one who looks at it. At least for now, it's it's March. Pardon, it's February of 2020 that we're recording it. But this may be released much later on in 2020. So as of right now, I am the one answering it. And with your help, Angelica. Well, we're going to be so big and so awesome that I'm going to have to have other people answer that chat box. But for now, that's the easiest way for people to really find me is literally on my website. Um, I'm on every, uh, not, I'm, I'm not on every social media. That's not true. I hang out on Facebook because I have gray hair and I use LinkedIn because I have gray hair. Um, and, and those are kind of the two main platforms. I'm on Twitter. Uh, but I've been an addict before, and I and I really don't need to be addicted to Twitter anymore. But I'm not on Instagram or TikTok, which is um, quite ironic given what I do uh, with video socials. Uh, but if you put in my full name into, uh, especially LinkedIn, I would, I'll connect with anyone. Facebook is really family, friends, and uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, but if you want a direct route to me, obviously shoot me an email, uh, vikvic at videosocials.net. Uh, but go over to the website, poke around, love to have anyone on as a guest um, and really you don't have to take the plunge right away but we'll ease you into the water mm-hmm. and trust me they got a lifeguard <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my gosh but Vic thank you so much for sharing all this amazing information it's funny how the universe works I'm telling you I was just like I need to get myself out more. And then I was going through my notes of who I'm interviewing for the day or the weekend. I kind of just plan ahead before. And then I kind of just do a little preview recap. I'm like, this is so weird. (laughs) Just talking about getting on video and all of a sudden you are, you are here with me. And I'm just like, this is a universe telling me something that I need to get. I need to do it and I need to do it now, but definitely I'm going to try um, we'll definitely stay in contact with this because yeah. I really want to see how this works because then this way I can write a review do a special bonus episode and talk about my amazing experience because I know it's going to be amazing and um, hopefully we can get some people towards your way once again everybody it's called videosocials.net everything's going to be in the show notes I really appreciate all your time Vic and wow full of information I'm looking forward to seeing you at least on video Thank For you, sure. Adele.
For sure. And guys, like he said, he's the one behind the messaging bot. And um, hey, how close can you get to a co-founder nowadays? And that's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) It's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, to all my listeners out there, everything's going to be in the show notes. Thank you, Vic, so much. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now, and thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.